1984 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Four words that you would never think would be the greatest thing to ever be assembled. I, yeah, no kidding. And I, before both of us, before either of us were born, too, which is crazy. Um, On our heels. Written and drawn by the legendary Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Multi-millionaires? Yeah, oh yeah, by now. I mean, they've sold the property, but it's... That's why it bounces all over the place, but I mean, fuck, for a, a passion project that was just a knockoff of Daredevil? <laughs> yeah. They did pretty good for themselves. They had to make up their own, like Mar- says Mirage Studios, they made that up because they needed, they needed a publishing company to uh, actually produce it, but considering that yeah. they produced it in their apartment and actually like wrote, inked, yeah. and mass produced everything, yeah, it's possible. Like, yeah, that's good that you have your own production company. That just makes sense to everything. That's crazy though. I imagine that just you and I just like, <laughs> like in an apartment, just making a passion project, and then it blowing yeah. up. Really veering off of this uh, arc analysis. <laughs> I am. I absolutely am. Yes. Yes, you're right. Into you dreams of like, hey man. <laughs> Because it's, it's so cool to me, like it's and and you can tell by this issue because it's fifty pages, or, or almost fifty pages, forty forty some pages, forty two pages. So it's longer than your traditional comic, and I don't. They didn't think that they were going to go beyond this. That they wanted to, but it, they were just kinda, yeah. Th- this is a kitchen thing comic. They get the A to Z, but yeah. because of that, like as a fan reading that, you're like, oh my gosh, like how do you not? It's such a like one of the best page turners. It is, and the, and the way it's written too, you can see the way it the flows, the way it ends too. It's like okay, yeah, they're uh, they're going for it all. Like yeah. uh, we we're saying before we even started, like this comic is kind of a blueprint to those that would ever want to start a comic because it's very like heavy wording driven, but the paneling is done isolated to a scene. Like you're not gonna get a lot of action, but you're gonna get a lot of close up. Or these are all the characters that need to be in this specific scene. Right. Yeah. And then all the exposition and dialogue is just going to keep moving you from panel to panel. So yeah. you, like, it's a, it's a perfect mix when you factor in all of the negative space and then just the black and white that these guys managed to make so distinct for this style, right? Th- these are the first time, this is the first time you're getting this style of comic, let alone this type of comic in yeah. 1984. Yeah, 1984, it seems like forever ago. What do you think of the art here? Oh, like piggybacking on that. Considering it's just these two guys out of their basement, I'm just gonna say out of their basement because it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, it's so clean. Yeah. They understand, like, clearly, like they understand perspective, and they went to art school because, like, they know how to do depth of like cityscape, but like they'll take their time on characters and how they're drawn. Like Splinter has the most line work, but it makes sense for hair. But the Ninja Turtles are the second, like, most detailed with their shells. But, like, all the humans are pretty, like, stark. It's yeah. just, like, a blank face and yes. then their clothing. Uh, foot, foot clamp. It's almost, like a def- it's, like a, it's almost like a default face and they just kind of change the features around. Right. But they know where the emphasis needs to be on this comic, right? So they know when to pull the line stroke and when to go heavy on it, too. And then a lot with the negative space. Like, the reason it's such a great page turner is because it breathes. They needed 52 pages to say everything they wanted to say. 42, yeah. Or 42, yeah, my bad. And they didn't try to cram it in in every page. Like, some pages are just, like, Ninja Turtles jumping into action scenes as they, like, kick through the night. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very, um, it's very noir. It's very, like, dark and, it's not super, super dark, but it's very more, it's a lot, very more, it's a lot more grounded than 
the turtles cartoon that we grew up on like it's much more yeah. mature right and grounded is such an odd word to use to yeah <laughs> it is bizarre but and it opens up with it from leonardo's perspective yeah do, which is cool. yeah do you want to tell a little about the story there yeah well um the first time we ever got to meet the turtles yeah the four turtles they're you know they opens from leo's perspective and they're fighting the foot clan and the story is very similar to it's not the same but it's very similar to the um 90s movie right and you, you get in the first few pages, Splinter tells them all about like their origins and uh, where Hamada Yoshi's love was, his love was murdered by someone named Oroku Nagi, who was then killed in revenge by Yoshi, right? And Oroku Nagi isn't Oroku Saki, as we know who the Shredder is, it's actually his brother. So it's like, it's almost like, which we never knew from the movie, right? There was. Or the movie, yeah. Yeah, he was taken out. That was that was never so. Which is which right. makes more sense when it's just Rokusaki. But I guess I don't know why they would take that out. But um, anytime they like translate it to like TV or film, they always try to streamline it to as least amount of extra characters. Yeah, it's a little cleaner. It's definitely a more direct route. <laughs> but I, fair enough. But I will say about the actual comet, it shows how much of importance Splinter is. Like right off the bat, like yes. he's a, he's a pivotal character which doesn't always happen in more iterations of uh, the Ninja Turtles. The fact that he's basically breaking down science and he's like the father figure and he's giving the reader the background. Yeah. Like, how do, you, how do you not invest in the Splinter? Exactly, yeah. And, and so, because that's how, because it opens up from Leo's point of view when they're fighting the Purple Dragons and then it goes basically right down to the sewer and Splinter just gives you everything, gives you, the reader, everything of how, like, the whole backstory about how um, Mario Yoshi's love was murdered by, by Nagi, who was then killed in revenge by Yoshi. And then having killed the fellow clan member, he, had, he took off to, to New York. Because he's like, I, you know, I, I killed a fellow clan member, so they're going to hunt me now. Yeah, can't stay and, here. What's that? Broke, yeah, broke the law, can't stay here. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. They, Oroko Saki, who the Shredder is, he came after him. He became a Shredder. They just say, they kind of short form, he became a Shredder in New York, built a drug empire. And end up killing Yoshi, but stayed there in New York. And Yoshi had um, a pet rat who ended up becoming Splinter when the ooze fell on him. And uh, Eastman and Laird were smart enough to cover their um, basis. If you make it a drug like syndicate, then at least you have money and like influence coming into your operation. Yeah. As opposed to just a mythical uh, group of ninjas called the foot and you'd never really question like where they get these purple suits from yeah that's that's very true that's actually yeah i like that better how he was like a lost i'm gonna say lost in parentheses but he's a lost like ninja soldier that came to new york was like he came here to honor his brother and then realized you know what i can make i can build an empire here so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna kick it so he just stayed and built his own empire it goes left left field with that uh, green tcri yeah which is an awesome left twist twist to the story, right? If you didn't see that, it was actually a ninjas, a ninja turtle, fighting, and then a giant rat explaining the story. The yeah. fact that how that became was just this special little vial that wasn't supposed to be released, fell into a sewer, or four baby turtles <laughs> what, what, <laughs> running around in it. What was really cool about this issue too is reading it is because we all know it was it's a it's a love letter or homage to Daredevil, and in that 
in that scene that he's talking about, they make it, they put, they frame it like it was actually the ooze came off of the actual truck that hit Daredevil, that, that right. hit Matt Murdock. Like they have the kid walking, he's blind, whatever, and then the guy swerves, and the ooze that same ooze that, that hit <laughs> Matt Murdock actually <laughs> went down the sewers and turned these guys. So that's that's kind of cool. They couldn't name him because they didn't have the rights to him, but it's very obvious that it was like him. Instead of street level, they took it one. They took it to the sub basement sewers, and yep. that's where it was. So yeah. it's quite actually like literally piggybacking, but in the best way because you get that nice little panel of Splinter actually gathering up the little turtles into a coffee can. Yeah, that's right. Was, and then they go into, and this is with no color, right? Like this is no, this is a black and white. So yeah, so fact, all the yeah, none of the, sorry, none of the turtles have colors, right? All the effects that you, you would that we now take for granted because we've seen movies and cartoons of just how, like how these guys formed the fact that it was just bare bones and they went from small little turtles to like little tiny walking turtles. And then eventually all geared up with their masks and then their weapons and their weapons was the most important, I feel to describe them. Like right, that's yeah. how you know who Ninja Turtles are before colors came through. Right. Cause they're all drawn the exact same. All four of them Correct. look exactly the same except for their weapons. They're four turtles. Yeah. Uh, Michelangelo's not nearly as jokey in this. <laughs> well, like the sizes are different, uh, yeah. like scale views, like later later iterations. But here, the first one, they're all four turtles, the four brothers. Yep. The only difference is the weaponry, and like that's so, and the names obviously. But that's so amazing that obviously you have the Psy, the bow staff, the nunchucks, and swords. Yeah, the katana, which is sick. And then Raph takes over narration duties part halfway through, right? Um, when they're there, he or he goes to deliver Shredder a message. Yeah, that's where like the mood changes too, because yeah. he has all these moments where he's either perched on the corner of a like apartment building, like staring dark into the night. So again, a nod to Daredevil, who also has those brooding moments when he's looking over the city and deciding how he's going to exact his uh, not revenge, just his form justice. of justice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> justice. Definitely see Ryan saying that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I also there's a quote that I didn't really like though, in a great panel where it's Stark Black Knight, he's in the foreground in his pose, and then you see like a couple buildings in the background. So like Raphael? A great, yeah. Where he says, uh, ah, the air tonight. I love it. I despise the dank, dark underground. My brothers don't seem to mind it. But this is where I belong. Such a feeling of freedom. So much room to move about. What do you mean the the dank, dark he underground? He despises the dank. Shots fired. Raphael, he just moved to the bottom of my uh, draft list for uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and the way the way he says it right on the same page too when he when he's talking about it, he's like I am Raphael and Master Splinter chose me for this task. He sounds so much more militant in this book rather than they're and more there's so much more. What's that? They, yeah, credit to the writers. They understood that each, although they have weapons in their own names, like the archetypes that they're going to build, like you could start to see the division or yeah. the rivalry between Leonardo and Raphael in the first like early pages, right? Yep. But they're not the they're not the fun loving teens that they're they're more like. Well, they're teens, right? They're moody, yeah, they're more like moody teens. Yeah, teen. You want to say teens again? I don't want to see teens again. It makes it feel weird. Teens. <laughs> Uh, we get the rooftop fight. 
Shout out to the message because remember Raphael's message, he throws it. We're going to spoil the whole thing here, so fuck it. But he throws the sigh during Shredder's business deal. <laughs> and it fucks up the deal. It like scares the, the um, his business partners off. And then he just goes to start kicking ass to everyone that's still in the music. Yeah, and I will say I'm glad that Shredder wasn't decked out in his armor during the deal. He was... <laughs> yeah, he, they, uh, like, writers understood that uh, he has like a day side, night side, uh, alter ego. Yeah, so he was actually a Rokosaki in like a suit, not a Rokosaki in the Shredhead stuff, which, <laughs> which a lot, like even today, that would probably happen where he would just be in costume making a business deal. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing they're like, he never turns it off. Like once yeah. they, they gave him that scar, like that was the one thing that he always had to protect and it turned into more of a like ego pride driven thing that like, yep. I'm all the shredder. But he and the foot show up on our roof to battle the turtles and the, he uses the foot soldiers to um, soften them up. Which is the smartest. Yeah, which is the smartest way. Yeah. Shredder dukes it out with, with, with Raph and one at a time, right? Come face your doom. Yeah, yeah. Th- like uh, the honor code and obviously the tradition. Uh, ninjutsu, like, there's a whole martial arts behind it. Like there's always a tradition. So like, the back signs behind why this Ronin warrior who became like a, a drug lord crime boss still wants to fuck these dudes up, but there's an honor to it. Like you have to fight me correctly if you want to defeat me. This is a long fight too. It goes on for a while. As it should be, right? Which is like cool, if, yeah. If this is your one and done because you don't know if there's a tomorrow. You want to make all your characters shine. And going back to the artwork, it's specifically like a one shot of like charging, then like weapons meeting and then like how shredders turning the tables like there's no wasted paneling no the backgrounds are very mute it's just white or those old comic dots right At, during this break because they want you focusing on the on the combatants right the action again the, the perfect blueprint like this is not where you need to be telling a story with your backgrounds or where they are it's pay attention to the action that's happening and your characters that you already started invested in so and then simple dialogue too right like ah yes so i see yeah, they're good men. My best. When uh, Shredder's talking about how the turtles easily defe- uh, defeated the foot, but now he's got to go up against them. And they throw shit at him too, right? They throw like shurikens and <laughs> little knives and stuff because he he dummies them one at a time. Yeah, he's the he's the better warrior. Yeah, up until up up until Leo, right? And Leo's kind of like, no, no, we can't do it like this. We gotta we gotta come as a team. We gotta come as turtles. Leo with the strategy. Because yeah. if Leo's the leader and you assume trained the most, at least the top skilled fighter, he reversed what Shredder did. He sent his, like, not subs, but he sent his brothers first to wear him down. Yeah. And then he went in with the, the strong fist, right? So. How'd, you like, uh, how'd, you like how, how'd you like how he just whipped out a grenade randomly? Like, <laughs> that was pretty fucking cool, eh? <laughs> Slashes his mask off. grenade, yeah. Slashes mask off his face, slashes helmet off. Like he goes to like dummy him, yeah. and then that's how uh, Orokusaki gets the scars across his face, right? Like the, yeah. the true dishonor. And it's actually uh, Donnie who finishes him off too, right? He throws the bow staff at him. Yeah, he throws the bow staff, hits him right in the, right in the, right in the kisser. Even before that, though, like Leo is like, okay, as they have uh, Orokusaki on his knees, um, yeah. he tries to give him the katana. It's like, yo, finish it yourself, right? Like this is your chance to get a uh, honor. And Shredder still says, never! And then Donnie's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and when he grabs him. <laughs> just draws him. So good. That's right. They, yeah, that's right. They, they, they actually, yeah, you're right. They tell him to commit suicide. And he's like, well, no, the honorable thing. Like, if the Warriors, you were defeated. Yeah. And then they're like, like nah. And then he falls, he falls off a roof. <laughs> he just falls off a roof. 
Like, it's such the opposite of, like, honor. Like, defeat yourself with honor, become, like, a warrior, like, move forth. They're like, no, nah, I'm just going to push out the roof. Like, yeah. that's just straight New York. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, push out the roof. <laughs> there's, no dump, there's no dumpster to save him. Nope. No little uh, trapeze, what's it, the, the awning to bounce off of. None of that. Which is crazy because, we, like we said, too, um, they went for it all here because they weren't sure if they were going to. There was no tomorrow have one issue or not like there's one out and then that's that and the ship blew up so they already killed the shredder in the first episode in the first issue <laughs> which is amazing and hilarious when you think of comic logic because we've already covered how many returned from the dead yeah. <laughs> characters yeah. and shredders was such like an amazing character that nobody wanted to keep like even the movies like they can't even keep him dead for one movie no no because he's, he's he's amazing and then this 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 one series went on to be 62 issues so on its own just this year so and this I mean, is issue number one yeah one passion and the, yeah there's a whole the whole arc is in one issue which you don't see these days in either either right so well the, 1984 this is it's fair to call this one of the first graphic novels right yeah or yeah. at least one of the most important graphic novels because I, I don't know, know how is. far graphic novels go but this one is definitely impactful for what the turtles are today and how they can now start telling comics because we had seen superheroes. Superheroes is not a new concept. No. And you had seen like martial arts to an extent, right? But to add such a level that like for kids is instantly identifiable and like you want to like just find out more about for mutated teenage ninja turtles like golden gold on gold. This is this is yeah. This is a staple comic a classic comic any 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 comic fan should read this just like you were saying from jump just as a blueprint this is what if you want to understand comics or understand like how to create a comic i feel like this is definitely one of the first ones you should take a look at especially if you don't even know there's going to be a, a tomorrow right like that the end on their 40th page is them saying like we did it yep and even after that they still gave like a personal letter to like their whole story yeah that's right. Which I feel helped their whole, I don't want to say brand, but like just the push because comic book readers are comic book fans and comic book fans all feel like underdogs. Like half the reason we love superhero comics is like it's the underdog rising to the occasion for whatever reason and like saving the day. So the fact that these guys even added another personal touch on it just showed how much they were invested in like the comic book community and comic books as a whole. Yeah, it's it's great. It's I don't know. It's such a it's such a it's a simple read, but it's dense. At the, I don't know. It's there's so much lore in this one issue, and there's so much that you're not told, but you you kind of understand that's part of a bigger picture. And it's so like it's so straightforward. Like we we're saying during the fights, the the background is so muted that it's not. It's like it's just a style you don't you don't see anymore. And it's it, it's so simple yet so effective effective all at the same time. It's just it's such a delight to read. It's not overdone. There's not too many words. There's not too many. It's just so. It's just so straightforward. This is the. This is the issue. These are the players. They're gonna fight. <laughs> and it's, it's a great story. Yeah. Like you're invested in each character and how they got to this spot. Yeah. I mean, Donnie and Mikey get almost no characterization, but still, it's you get it. And and to piggyback off that, right? Like. No one can not read this without some sort of association with the Ninja Turtles. Like, right. And that's a credit to this first comic, right? Like, if you do the polar result, like, if you want to go back and read this, you're already coming with, like, a fair bit of, like, Ninja Turtle information. Because it's everywhere. Like, everyone knows the Ninja Turtles. 
So to read how like the foundations of how it started and like how it unfolded really and cool. then understand, like we talk about generational, but like we're on our fifth, fourth iteration of like Ninja Turtles in the media. And it's in not just, like in just comics. Or are you talking about in general? Again, like I don't like, I don't know that scale. We'll talk about that more maybe in uh, the episode episode, but yeah. for this comic, this is what started everything. And you now know what everything is. Cause it's how many years later? 1984? We're still 36, talking about it. 36 years. Still talking about it? It's fucking crazy. 36, almost 40 years ago. <laughs> two guys in the basement. Jesus, two guys in the basement. So you got to, it's, this is a, this is a big, big boom for me. If oh, we're talking is, boom or bomb. Yeah, this is the most easiest boom we could ever give. Yeah, I know. And we almost ended it without even saying it. Because <laughs> it was <laughs> no, implied. It Hey man, we're, this is a very special week if you guys haven't been paying attention. Yeah, our uh, keg week. Yeah, because this will be the first one that drops. So this is the keg week of the Turtles. If you didn't know, kind of Ninja Turtle fans. So Yeah, yeah, we sneak in. We sneak in. If you follow us, our, our regular Comic Patrol pod, you'll see that we'll sneak in a Turtle episode once every eight to ten weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we, Between us, talking about like, hey man, you should check out this Turtle comic. I'm like, all right, Turtle Power. Yeah. Or the whatever gif where someone's saying cowbunga. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's my favorite. It's got I'm just gonna say it's my favorite. It's and the, the turtles. It's the teenage mutant ninja turtles. That's it. Boom. <laughs>